is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. That was fun. It was a, always a good time with the sheriff. Welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. Uh, yeah, I appreciate him coming on. He always stays uh, a long time, and he always takes calls. He, listen, he, he always takes calls, and he, and he stays until the calls are over. Yep. You know, and you really can't ask for anything more than that from you as a, as the public, and and we as people who have to produce a radio show. So, Marcus, <laughs> I was listening to you and um, Jessica today. Yeah, I thought you fun. guys were had a, had a great segment. Yeah, if you haven't fun. heard that, um, you can check it out. They have a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't know. It'd be on Tim's, right? It'd be on Tim's show. I don't. Tim is having a much needed vacation. He does. So I don't know if his podcast is uploaded. By the way, if you're an employer, don't steal Tim from us. But he man, he's a workhorse. (laughs) He's great. But he's the best. You you and Jessica had, I thought, a fun segment, and I I always have fun fun with you too. Yeah. Um, and uh, for you, few Republicans out there that don't understand the appeal of Marcus Farrow, you got to come in and do a radio show with him, because right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, he's a good guy. And, and by the way, but but look, you were very honest, and sometimes yeah. it hurts us to be honest to, to tell us to admit that our political, of someone we disagree with, is very skilled or those of course, things, right? So so um, but, we, you, but you've got to have an appreciation for politics. Yes, right, right. You got to understand. Okay, I don't necessarily like what he's saying, but I have an appreciation of the messaging, right? And right. the skill, right? Right. You know? His ability to layer it on and yeah. things like that, right? Yes. Yeah. So, one of the things we, we were talking about at the break is uh, a longtime friend of the show, uh, Maya Lang, who I have to text and get him in, get him in here. I'll get him in here next week. Um, is running his own ads, and he's been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. where he runs his own ads to endorse candidates that he likes or endorse policies that he likes. Remember or, when he was against the two year, t- uh, the four year term? He was against the yeah. four year term, and he, he ran ads here. He ran ads, and. Um, he um, he's not afraid to make endorsements. He's not afraid yep. to say who he thinks is the best person. He doesn't do it to cut other people down. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad he agreed with us on some things. Mayor Driscoll. Mayor Driscoll is fantastic, man. If I, you missed her show, I can't. I it, it's the podcast is from uh, is on Wednesday. Uh, the hour two of the podcast South Coast tonight. It's available on Spotify. It's on WBSM.com. Anywhere where podcasts are offered, Apple Podcasts. Man, she was so good. I was just very impressed with her breadth of knowledge. Look, she was, as I said to you, I listened to the, to the show as I normally do. I said to you, my, my reaction, it was my gut reaction was depth. Yes. She has a depth. lot of depth, right? Yeah. Um, she has a lot of experience. There are people that have been in municipal office as long as her that don't have her breadth of knowledge. Absolutely. Either. You can tell she's been a very hands-on <laughs> type of mayor. <laughs> yeah, let's I know, not, I know. Let's not let's play not the not name even, game. Let's not even do that. Let's not... <laughs> But look, to have, to, have, to have parachuted into Chelsea at the beginning of the receivership yeah. with, a, with a corruption crisis going on under under uh, the Weld administration mm-hmm. and uh, towards the lawyer there, that, that's a real, was a real nose to nose environment. Yeah. And um, and then she, she became the first woman mayor, mayor of Salem after being on the city council for a while. And, and we know how they treat women up there. So, <laughs> so, so. I asked her if she was going to bring the witch trials back. She didn't give she me a firm answer. She was non-committed. She, she didn't give me a firm answer on that, non-committal, actually. Non-committal, Marcus. 
<laughs> but we'll try to get Scott Lang in next week. I'm, you know, he's a busy guy, well, obviously, with his law well, practice. Here's the thing. He also endorsed Chandler Reardon, who I had, who I had on. Uh, she was on our show uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was really impressed. I mean, she's a lawyer, and she's a good one, so she knows how to present herself, obviously, but... Uh, her her legal her accomplishments in the legal field are like it's not an exaggeration to say as an attorney like Ruth Bader Ginsburg esque in terms of really changing policy through her her legal work and I really was impressed by her and she's been spending a lot of her own money which typically yes. doesn't work but you can see she's closing in the in on the polls with Andrea right. Campbell right and you know you know Marcus I just saw that she did a mailing. Um, I, yeah, a big New Bedford mailing. I'm I sure got you one. got it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and um, look, she's using, she's using a non-traditional color scheme, which I think works. Yeah. Uh, she's running a lot of TV ads. She's doing direct. She's mail. coming on South Coast tonight. She's she's coming on <laughs> South Coast tonight. She um, she picked up the endorsement of Chris Markey. Yes. Um, who said? Look, he said to me, he goes, she, she's a great lawyer. She is. She's a great just lawyer. A fantastic lawyer. Yeah. And um, she, um, you know, as an example. You can run for office, particularly as a lawyer, and embarrass yourself. Or you can run for office and do really well, even if you lose. And it, and it only helps your names. practice. <laughs> Let's not name names. Let's not name names. But you can go to WBSM.com and read some embarrassing articles. Um. <laughs> How about another Shannon? Y yikes. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even talking about that. So when I saw that mailing at first, I thought, don't tell me. Right. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad. I don't want to be sad on a Friday night. So I wonder how Shannon is. Yikes. Um. <laughs> so, so we had a you had a very interesting exchange with with, um, with Jess Machado, and she told you some very interesting information. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what is propelling um, Shannon McMahon to run a? This is DA? what Jess said. Jess told me that she. Goes after her show after she's on the Jess Machado show, which is typically one to four, but tomorrow it's nine to noon because Ken Pittman's, I'm assuming, playing Bon Jovi somewhere. Right. Um, but uh, she typically goes to this this place uh, in Somerset, which is a bar restaurant called the Comfort Zone. It's a bar, yeah. Yes. And the so, Comfort Zone. <laughs> it's and the DA candidate was there feeling very comfortable. So. <laughs> So what Jessica said was... She was in the zone. <laughs> oh, man. What Jessica... This is painful Marcus, for me. Marcus, you don't remember the agony of defeat. It's probably before your time. ABC Sports right, would have would have the victory, right? They would show an athlete winning, and then they, then they would show a skier totally wiping out, right? And they go, and the agony of defeat. Oh, you got to see it on YouTube. The agony of defeat. Oh, no. All right. This is... This hurts. Uh, this is painful. So, um, that it's not that painful for, for me. You're laughing so hard. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so Jessica said she was at the comfort zone. He's, she said she saw D8 challenger Shannon command and that Shannon was, um, like just sort of animated and telling her that she's never coming here again, right? She's never coming on here again or never talking to us again. For, right. Because she felt like... Kate Jeez, we hardly got to know you. Because <laughs> because she felt like... Jeez, Kate, how are we going to miss you if you want to go away? Because she felt... <laughs> Don't worry, sweetheart. She, After November, you won't be around. Because <laughs> she, she felt like 
Kate Robinson asked her an unfair question at the debate. By the way, I, I'll stand up for Kate Robinson any day of the week. I watched the, yeah. First she, is, she is not a partisan player at all. She has no dogs in this race. She's, she's a consummate journalist, a professional. That's that's really unfortunate. She's, she's incredible. She, Shannon, she is she's in a she is a seasoned professional journalist, and she I thought in, in fact if she was if she was critic if she had a question that was even critical of anyone it was D A Quinn because she asked about um, some of the goings on in the fall of her police department. And also I can tell you that she went out of her way to give Shannon time to respond to the story. In fact, the story that we had an exclusive on. Yes. Kate waited to run the story until Shannon responded to her, but, but until the time ran out. She yes. never returned phone calls. And, yeah. sh- and Shannon, as a lawyer and as a political candidate, knows that all you're doing is delaying a story. Yeah, right? and so that was right, and that was... That's unprofessional. And the story wrong. was that she doesn't vote. Right. She only votes for herself. Right. But apparently, so she tells Jess... Um, she tells Jess, I'm never coming on your show again because it's something Kate Robinson did. And again, I'll stick up for Kate Robinson every day. Consummate professional was very, very fair. I watched the whole debate. She didn't even bring up the family stuff. It was Tom who brought it up. Right. And I thought it was fair game to bring up, right? So why is Shannon running? So according to what she told. So then I'm going to get the full story out. Just so, just so it doesn't, just so I'm going to be as fair as possible and get the full story out. So then she comes over to, it's funnier though. So then she comes over to Jess again and says, actually, I changed my mind. I'll only go on your show. I won't go on anybody else's show. I like the fact that she was smoking while she was And then, and then, and then Jess told her, actually, the place that you go for candidates is South Coast Tonight. And I've known Shannon for for a while. She was she was a the teaching assistant actually in my criminal criminal law class. I remembered her to be an excellent student and a very nice person. But I, apparently she said no. I'm not going on with Marcus. I'm not going on with that guy Chris. I'm only going on with. You. I like that I'm only known by my villainous reputation. So, <laughs> so, so, so Jess thought like, okay, if you're going to come up and, 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 you know, try to trash WBSM like this and my colleagues, we're going to talk about it here, right. you know, on air. And I felt like if she had an issue with me, I thought I'd been very fair. I thought I'd been very fair in mentioning how I remembered her in law school and how I, I remember so. her as a lawyer. Yeah, I do. And, uh, and, and, and all of this stuff, all this other stuff is that we're talking about is decidedly bad, but that's not my fault. You know, I, I have to talk about bad stuff, even with people that I've had some respect for, for she made the last you eight talk. years. She sent you the She press sent release. me the stuff. She sent me the stuff. While you're on the air. She sent me the thing that she sent me the thing. And I, I don't know. I don't know how I was going to have a positive response to what she sent me. But uh, apparently after uh, all of that, she had said or sometime when Jess was talking to her and she said this on air earlier, she had told Jess she's running against uh, D.A. Quinn uh, as a revenge campaign. Now, I don't know. She knows how revenge works. (laughs) (laughs) She said she was running against him. She didn't. I don't think it said explicitly a revenge campaign. Said she's running against him because he fired her and right. for that domestic incident. But that all of that again is just sad. Um, so so that race will be over on September sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Quinn Avenue's party? <laughs> not in the comfort go. zone. Yeah, not not we... the comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He should. He should have it at the comfort zone. Spike in the football. So, um, is Shannon all bitter with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth? Oh God! All right. <laughs> hey, well, Stella. We didn't. We were. We were. We didn't actually. We weren't talking about this. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about Mayor Lang. Yeah, some of the endorsements Scott Lang made. Yeah, and one of them was. Mayor Kim Driscoll, who we talked about, who I, I imagine actually Lang uh, worked with as a mayor of New Bedford because she was made. They, they got elected at the same year. Right. 2005. Right. And um, and I know that Scott did a lot of stuff on the North Shore with, with um, the fishing industry. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure if the wind. This isn't as funny as the other stuff. No, huh? it's not. It's nowhere near as entertaining. But, but, but um, so, so Scott worked, I'm sure, with her office on fishing issues. Uh, and, you know, because that, that's big in the Gloucester area, things like that. I'm not sure if wind was on the horizon, no pun intended, when, when that, um, when Lang was in. Um, but I know Driscoll's done a lot with wind power, um, which, you know, dovetail a little bit with what's going on down here. If not competing with, directly with New Bedford. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, I thought it was nice of Scott to run those ads. Um, it's his own money. Yeah. You know, um, it's not political money. He says, you know, right, paid for by Scott Lang, mm-hmm. um, giving her a little boost here. And Scott. For people who don't know this, I don't know who wouldn't, but Scott is a long-time member of the Democrat Party. He is. Um, he was a lawyer for the Democrat Party. He worked as a national headquarters during the Watergate uh, situation. He was, you know, very close to the Kennedy family, um, very close to a lot of national Democrats, worked as lawyers for major... Pl- he worked with Larry campaign. O'Brien. Yeah, Larry O'Brien. He was the, he was the um, lawyer for the campaign for president for um, Jerry Brown. Um, he, he was... Uh, yeah, he worked. Admit that openly, right? He worked um, <laughs> Moonbeam, right? He worked. Um, in fact, he was the architect for Ted Kennedy's run for president in 1980. That was bad. He wrote that plan for a different candidate who didn't want to take it, and um, with the that idea that candidate was Mondale. Oh, but Mondale was VP, right? And Mondale said didn't have the didn't want to do it, so they brought it to Kennedy. That but, would have been something. Uh, yep. Yeah, they would have probably would have gotten rid of Mondale. The, um, yeah, right. So, in fact, it's a, uh, and sometimes I, particularly after having been sick and out of here for a while, I, I know a lot of the whole story. I'm just not comfortable telling because I'm not sure what I can say on the air or what Scott told me in confidence, you know, about how that whole thing went down. But but anyway, so Scott has been. It wasn't, this conversation wasn't at the comfort zone. It was not at the comfort <laughs> zone. The um, It may have been recorded, though. The um, So, the uh, not mine, but Scott's and the people involved. That was when Washington was still very much wiretapped. Mm, um, right. So the um, so but but the um, the fact of the matter is that Scott was deputy campaign manager for a national campaign for president. You know, for for Ted Kennedy, and um, he worked for Hubert Humphrey too. He worked for Hubert Humphrey. Yeah, he, he worked in the Senate when he was in law school. So, so that's what I'm saying is Scott is a very credited, um, accomplished member of the Democrat Party. In fact. He stood up for a lot of the, against a lot of the corrupt fundraising that went on in the nineties. Um, in fact, he made national news because the if you remember, and it's, it seems like small potatoes now, but the auctioning off of the Lincoln bedroom, things like that, that went on uh, under the Clinton administration. And Scott said, "Look, this is wrong." You know. Yeah. In fact, I remember I was on I was on the I was on the MBTA uh, in Boston, I was, and and um, I'm reading a, a Robert Novak column, right? And, and there's Scott Lang. It's a column about Scott Lang standing up to the corruption within, within inside his own party, right? right? Saying, "Guys, we can't be about this. I was here for the Nixon stuff. This is wrong. We got, you know, we got it. We got it. We can't allow this to go on." Um, 
So I've, I've always thought Scott was a, had a lot of integrity. Mission accomplished, people. keeping the Democratic Party in check from their donors. <laughs> I said mission in, uh, accomplished, keeping the Democratic Party like less beholden to their donors. Right, right. <laughs> um, it was a... Uh, so, so, in fact, when Scott and I spent a lot of time as he was exploring running against Ed Markey. Um, I remember. Shannon uh, Liss Roden was in that race. She was, and then she dropped. So she was in that race. Which So here's what's interesting about that race. She was in that race. Her and Kennedy signed the People's Pledge, right? Right. Which I have be, which, listen, I get the principle. I have come go to ahead, know that ahead. as the Loser's Pledge. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell the, me how money is speech. The, you, the, you agree the, with me? The runner, uh, well, well, no, no. It's just a... I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I agree with you. I'm Go saying ahead. Citizens the, United. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm saying Citizens United created the reality yes. of the situation that we're in, and Come so over. that, and Come so over, that, Mark. and so that, and so that all of this stuff is great, but it doesn't actually work. Any, it doesn't actually work. So um, Buckley v. Balejo. <laughs> anyway, so so anyway, so she was willing to sign that pledge because she was going to write her own check. Right, so she was so she was going to sign that pledge with Kennedy, and she did, and then she dropped out sometime shortly thereafter, and then actually later on, I believe endorsed Kennedy. Yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 Ed, she endorsed, she she? endorsed Marketing. Yeah, she maybe she read about the tea leaves, but so um, I think she did endorse Markey afterwards, but. She is now running for attorney general. She's put a lot of money, uh, five or so million dollars of her own money into this campaign. Uh, and she is, uh, she's closed the poll. She, so Andrea Campbell at the outset of this race had a really comfortable lead in the polls. Right. And now you can see the, she's very much closed in well within the margin of error with, uh, for Andrea Campbell. Now, Andrea Campbell, if you don't know, Boston City Council president was a, gov a lawyer for, uh, Deval Patrick has gotten the endorsement of Ed Markey, Elizabeth Warren, um, uh, Joe Kennedy, a lot of people. Um, she's she's uh, more Healy actually is yeah. basically campaigning with her. So um, it's I like her, but but one thing about Shannon Liss Rodden that is impressive to me is that look, as you know, Marcus, being an attorney, if you are injured, if you if you've been um, Take advantage of by a large corporation. If you have workers' rights, things like that, you need an attorney general who's going to stand up for you. You really do. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you know, people yeah. make jokes about lawyers until they're until they're hurt. Yeah. Right. Until you. It, so, it's when you're down and out, you need a good lawyer. And I think Shannon Liss Roden has demonstrated that she's able to do that in the private sector. Absolutely. And so I think she would. She sounds to me like what I'm looking for an attorney general. Right. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem like she's going to be racing around on the crime issue so much as on the economic issue. Yeah, no, she's she's talking, yeah, because the Attorney General, realistically, it does very little with uh, prosecution, criminal right. enforcement, right? That's all mostly the district attorney's offices, and so they do have, like, a small sliver, and I, I my understanding is they, they prosecute crimes that occur in casinos really? because of the gaming commission, yeah. I learned that in a funny way that I can't talk about on air that didn't involve me, so, <laughs> but, um... 
But uh, yeah, so so the, the they say they they've all each candidate said this. I've talked to each of them. Uh, each candidate has said they're the people's the the attorney general's the people's lawyer. Right. And so what that means apparently is someone who is more involved in like consumer protection yeah. type of stuff, right? Uh, you know, so everybody gives more Healy a lot of flack, or her detractors give her flack for suing the Trump administration or suing whoever. But like she's been mostly successful in those in those cases. I think. 77% of them according to the Boston Globe and that has brought dollars back to the com back to the Commonwealth. The opioids the opioids uh, going after right? the Sacklers. Yeah, and she was actually she was on the front lines too of the um she was in the Attorney General's office, I think arguing in Massachusetts uh in that uh Obergefell case that ended up going up to the Supreme Court. I think she submitted an appellate brief or something like that. But um so but um but yeah, so that's more the stuff that they're involved with is going after the federal government or going after large corporations or even uh bad actors in the state. A lot of the um the the wage theft stuff is attorney general. Yes. Um, WBSM.com has a lot of stories. If you just type in wage theft, um, you'll see where, where the attorney general has been. Um, and that's important because if you read those, if you read those news stories closely, you'll recognize that what it is generally is contractors who are using illegal aliens. Right. Right. They get they get a they get a prevailing wage contract to fix a school or a police station, something like that, and then they. They jip their workers and they hire illegal work, illegal aliens to, to come in to undercut the, the, the prevailing wage law and they pocket the difference. Right. That's basically what it is. And so you'll see you'll see if you read those stories closely that um, that's basically what it is. The attorney general's offices, they're not prosecuting the illegal aliens. They're prosecuting and nor should they because they're really just cogs in the wheel. They're prosecuting the contractor, things like that. Right. That's what they're doing. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, and this is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBN. Hey, man. So we're going to have a big show uh, next week, right? A couple shows. This isn't a big show now. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you are. <laughs> so, um, so next we week, about the comfort are we going to have a, are we going to have a show? We've got, show. we've got, we've got um, a first time candidate. Remind me. Um, oh yeah. All right. So, Cameron Costa. so, okay. No. So, all right. So next week, here's the schedule. Monday, we've got. Uh, Tim Cruz, candidate for district attorney. We've got him. Uh, we've got on... Um, he is a district attorney. Well, the, the district attorney and also the candidate for... That's correct. He's been a district attorney since 2001. He's going to be in on Monday. On Tuesday, we're going to have Chris Doty uh, from 7 to 8. And then we're going to have um, Rashawn Hall who's uh, the opponent of Tim Cruz on the Democratic side. He's going to be in from 8 to 9. And now I know we've got a lot of people in the audience from Plymouth County. I know we've got people messaging me from Marion, Rochester, Mattapoisett, right? right? Middleborough, Plymouth, uh, Lakeville. So if you live in those uh, communities, this is you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to tune in anyway, but you're definitely going to want to tune in for that. Um, that's just a lot of money going into that race. On Friday, Cameron Costa is joining us from 8 to 9, uh, I believe 8 to 9. He's going to be talking about his campaign against Chris Markey. Right. That following Monday, we're going to have Chris we'll Markey We'll be here on, Labor Day. We'll be here on Labor Day. Unlike Nobody everybody else, will, we'll be working Labor because Day. Because that's what heroes do. That's right. And, I, and I'm telling you, I could have taken it off, and I decided not to. <laughs> right. But, but, um, and we'll have Chris Markey in. And we'll that. have Chris Markey in. We'll have Chris Markey in. It's the day before primary day, so Chris Markey's actually going to be in the ballot on, on September right. 6th. So is Cameron Costa against each other. And, uh, and we're going to be here 
on primary day, September 6th. So if you want to know the results of your local election, you, you know, tune in. We're going to we're going to get those results. We're going to we're going to tell you exactly uh, who won and uh, maybe even hear from some of those candidates right. on on Tuesday. So this is going to be the this is going to be the place to go. This is one of the things I was most excited about when we started this show is that we're doing election coverage and elections happen all the time. Every there, election season, really, if you count municipal elections, which you should, really never stops. That's right. It never stops. So we're going to be here on election night, September 6th. We're going to be breaking down all of the races that are on the ballot, both statewide and locally. And let's remember, folks, that unlike most years, there are competitive primaries, right? There's a bunch. So we've got the one here in Fairhaven. And yeah, Matt Bill, Bill Strauss and Rick Trapillo, right. which I think is interesting. Hey, let me ask you something. Yes. So Rick Trapillo... Who I like a lot. I yeah. think he's a good guy. And uh-oh. uh huh. Oh, when you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he said he 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 said, "Well, I want to make it clear because this this is different than being up on the TV where you don't really have a relationship with people. When totally you're, different. When you're when you're a right. local talk radio, you know everybody you're talking about. And you're going to see and Sometimes you're going to have to say things about them that aren't like the nicest, but right. they're public figures, yes. right? All right. So, Rick Trapillo had um who I again, I think is a good guy. He oh. said that um he told me he was a lifelong Democrat. Mhm. And he, he said if he was, uh, then he said... Uh, his father would roll over in his grave if he ever was a Republican. I remember he'd come, him saying that. He'd rise from the dead and punch right. him. Right. So then we find out that he's... His dad did rise from the dead. <laughs> he did that in 1996. Right. By the way, Marcus, everyone was a Republican in the 90s. Yeah. Um, were they? Gingrich had a way. Sure, that's a big sweep. That's when Gingrich took over. Yeah, but Bill Clinton was there. Bill Clinton gave us the Republicans. Yeah, but he, it was a reaction to Bill Clinton that made everybody. I suppose, but it's because you know Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton. Bill Clinton's strategy. I mean, he won. He won Louisiana, Arkansas, I think Tennessee is obviously his own state. But Bill Clinton was he won on the on the electoral college vote, right? He it was a divided national election. You had yeah. you had Ross he won the plurality Perot. of had, the popular. You had vote, Ross so. Perot in there. Ross Perot got eighteen percent of the vote. You know, so you had all this different. Other factors in the race, right? Yeah. So, no, the Republicans had a surge in 94 and yeah. then again in 96. Um, and although, 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 I don't uh, think Dole did all that well. No, no, Dole, Dole was, Dole was a horrible factor. Um, good, great war Bob hero Dole. he was, but I'm Bob Dole. Don't you criticize me. I'll stick this penny in your neck, right? Bob Dole. I'm right? Bob Dole. Bob Dole says this. Right. So, um, <laughs> but your, your point about Trapello. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was a Republican. In the ni- in ninety six, and then voted in the prim- Republican primary in ninety eight. He switched to Democrat in two thousand. Right? Should Democratic voters um, is that something that Democratic voters should be concerned with? That he was once a Republican, and he's identifying, he's branding himself as a conservative Democrat. So I would say this: he's running an, an honest strategy. Yeah, he's saying, "Look, I'm a conservative Democrat." The fact of the matter is, is that he's been a Democrat now, or re-registered as a Democrat for how long? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. So, if the guy about had, as long as Liz Warren. If, there you go. Right. Yeah. If the guy had just switched last year, I'd say, come on, that's that's mm-hmm. phony, right? Um, or or if or if Strauss was was on paper vulnerable and he just switched, that's another thing, right? But the fact of the matter is, he's been there for twenty-two years as a Democrat, and Strauss is not a vulnerable candidate. So he didn't just switch parties to jump in to run against a weak guy, right? right. So I would say that... But he told me. He told me. His he dad probably would, thought he was. <laughs> he might have, yeah. I mean, can I tell you yeah. something? I heard him say it. 
Yeah, yeah. And he really meant it. And I think he's generally was generally mistaken. I, I yeah. happen to think that. Okay. Um, and um, he's not running from his positions. And no, he's, he's not. He's not. He's being, not. He's not bailing me. He's saying, "Look, he's not. look, folks, I'm a conservative Democrat. My opponent isn't. Yeah. And and here's the choice." Right, right. Which, which you're right. He's not being mealy mouth about it, and I think I think that's an interesting strategy. Saying, uh, "I'm a conservative Democrat," because right. usually they try to they try to dress that up a bit. I'm a pragmatic, or I'm a whatever. I'm a Reagan Democrat. I'm a, yeah, a right. Reagan Democrat, or yeah, like uh, or or what? Auchincloss. I'm a Baker Obama Democrat. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, and you're like, what the hell's that? <laughs> Is that Is that a transgender? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the um, my pronouns are Baker Obama. My, there you go. There you go. We can work with that. So my pronouns are Baker Obama. So. Um, no, uh, shout look, out to my look, I don't think, I think, I think that Trapilio is going to have a difficult time overtaking Strauss. I think his better strategy might have been to run maybe as an independent to get to November, right? Yeah. He's going to find out. I would say this, that if Trapilio, if Strauss wins and Trapilio doesn't go away, he may be a problem for Bill Strauss down the road. I think he's running a strong campaign. He's running a strong campaign. So are he's spending money? He's trying. Yeah. He's a charismatic He's trying. guy. He's trying. Right? We can't say that for a lot of people that we are cannot. running. We cannot. <laughs> now, we'll also have a Republican primary that night. Yes. Uh, Jeff Swift and Bob McConnell. What's interesting about that race, Bob McConnell, Jeff Swift's got a little bit more cash on hand than McConnell does. 3000 to, I believe, $900 the last, last time I checked. Right. Which is a, which is a lot. And I'm know. seeing signs. Seeing signs. Also, I understand he's, he's doing some direct mail, uh, direct emails, things like that. Um Swift is, and um, you know people like doctors. They I haven't do. got a direct mail. You haven't. Well, I'm not a. I wouldn't be. Getting you wouldn't it. get one. No, you're not I a Republican. Get one. So, yeah. so the uh, the Republicans have something to talk about. They have something to choose. We've mm-hmm. got a governor's race. We've got. Um, we don't have, other than the governor's race, nothing else at the top of the ticket uh, for for a competitive primary. Um, we have no. down That's correct right. We have. Um, this is the only. This is like the only Republican primary in, in basically the state. There I'm, I'm, is. I'm not kidding. Yes. No, I agree with you. Like, there is. Um, it's like these two races. Is the is so so. By the way, which is another reason why if you're if you were, um, Deal or um or uh, or uh, uh, Doty, you would be down here in Fairhaven, Mattapoisett, Marion, right? Mm-hmm. Talking to voters because because we got local Republicans going to the yeah. polls, guaranteed they're going to the polls. Well, Doty's going to be here on Tuesday. There you go. I'll tell him drive down the neck, drive to the neck, Just go say doors. hi. Yeah, go to go to um, off the hook. Go to off the hook. Right? Yeah. Is he a Mormon though? I don't know if he would go to off the hook. He's a Mormon. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. He's a successful businessman. I guess I'm just all right. St- but don't tell me of a coffee maker. <laughs> You want some caffeine, man? We got some real caffeine in the back. The uh, Mitt Romney, I always thought, was funny with his jokes, making fun of that stuff. He would say, "Yeah, with wild wild night when I have a, a caffeine free cherry coke at my house." Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so Mitt Romney was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> tell, it to, tell it to the, go- the Irish setter. On the, the one, th- <laughs> it's the one thing people really loved about Mitt Romney was his was his humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he never made Trump laugh. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So the um, uh, or did he? Or did he? Yeah. Right? Or many. Yeah. So I remember when when Romney said, "My kid." They asked him why his kids never. None of his kids were in the military or mm-hmm. the Peace Corps, and he said, "Well, they're serving their country now by working on my campaign." 
They actually yeah. actually said, "Yeah, that was good." Uh, you know, in in the shadow of a disabled veteran, I thought, "Come on, man." He, he um, <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot that went wrong with that campaign. Um, so the uh, but so anyway, that that'll be um Tuesday night. So folks, Tuesday, I'm gonna make the pitch again that, that Mayor Mitchell made. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. The reason is, is that, and it's very important in November. You got more. You got so much more opportunity to do it now, too. You can go to the. You can you, you, tomorrow. You can go vote. Right. I'm actually probably going to go vote tomorrow. I'm going to go to if you're in Fairhaven, go to Hastings Middle School. So you can go vote. Don't go there when I'm going there and get get let it me, done. Let me right? just get in and get out. So you have an opportunity to vote. You've got some important races on the Democrat side. You've got important races on the Republican side. Mm -hmm. There's really no reason not to go pull a ballot. Okay. If yep. you're unenrolled, you got to make a decision whether you want Republican or Democrat. You can't pull both, so don't bother the ladies down there. Yeah. Go down with your decision made. Say, I want the Republican ballot or I want the Democrat ballot. Don't write me in. Don't write in my. Don't write me in. Because you know what? I don't. Someone did that to me one time. And I got scared because. Uh, someone did that to me if the last time Quinn was on the ballot. Someone wrote in Marcus Farrow, right? District attorney. Because he was running unopposed. I'm like, don't do that. No. <laughs> I'm not, no, no. I don't have, a, I'm not running again. I didn't write, I just like, I didn't write myself in. Don't, don't Especially do that. Especially if it was a union precinct. Yeah, right. Don't, I was like, don't do that. I don't, I don't want, I don't want that. Don't write me in. But, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so go vote. You've got like seven days. You've got mail in ballots that you'll be able to mail in before. Um, if you like us being able to get the candidates in the studio where you can ask them questions, you've got to do your part. You've got to go to vote yeah. so that they see there's votes to be had down here. Remember, they're all going to come back through in November if, if we if we show up well in September. They are. And um, and you can uh, actually change your registration tomorrow, too. Uh, it's the last day to change your registration and to just register to vote. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. I, I want to invite Chris in. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I um, yeah, um, it was a governor's race. I, I, I wrote in Howie Carr. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets a lot of votes. He does. Him and Charlie Brown. Wasn't he? Wasn't he talked about as a, sen uh, a potential Senate appointment if Kerry had won the presidential election because Mitt Romney was governor? Mostly by himself, yes. <laughs> Mostly by himself, right? All right, that's where I heard it from. from I think. Him. I think. He, I think he got Mitt Romney to, to almost agree to do it or something yeah. like that. I, I, I lost my point. I got to hang up. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> All right, bye. So, yeah, I, I heard him say that a while back because there was conversation about maybe Elizabeth Warren getting tapped for vice president and whether or not Baker would appoint a Republican. But the legislature would just take his ability to do that away. You know, you know look, the um, <laughs> you can't you can't appoint an arsonist like Howie Carr to the to, to the to, to the Senate. Right. Yeah. He would have too much fun with the job. The um um. Well, that's one thing about Massachusetts is that um, we may have some more turnover. I mean, there's a lot at the tape on the stake right now. Well, well, there's three open statewide elections, which there wasn't last time, and there hasn't been this many open elections in a long time. So uh, it's definitely and no Republicans and no Republicans. That's what I'm saying, folks. Get out and vote if you pull the Democrat ballot. Yeah, because you're going to be making the final decision. <laughs> In a lot of cases, no. The, for for and D there really are some big differences between the candidates. For D, yeah, for DA, for um, for a, a few state rep races, there are some general election races too. So for auditor, for auditor, for, for auditor. lieutenant governor. Well, for auditor, there is a Republican. Yes, but that'll be November. You that'll be choice, November. Right? Yeah, lieutenant governor, uh, lieutenant governor. Um, I will say, Driscoll and um, 
Driscoll and, and Gouveia Lesser? came uh, came through here. Lesser was here. He didn't come on, but right. he was here. He was here a lot earlier this week. So, um, but I was really. They're all good. Yes, I was really impressed with Driscoll. But but Driscoll was really impressive. I mean, she was just um, more. She was just. I would say this that they were all good. They they're all good. I they're all like they're all good candidates. She's not. She didn't strike me. Maybe this isn't good. I don't know. But she didn't strike me as a partisan. Okay, now. She struck me, um, Marcus asked her, and she, she struck me as someone who has thought seriously about the job. Well, I asked her about her alleged Republican donors. Right. And, and her judicial appointments. And her, her judicial, judicial theories, right? Yeah. Her thoughts on judicial appointments. Yeah. And it was very clear to me that she'd thought about it. Yeah. Right? One of the things she said, which, which I don't know if you picked up on this, Marcus, I did. She said, maybe we have too many prosecutors. Yeah. As judges, right? Yes. Which I thought was interesting. Yes. Um, you know, I agree. The reality of it is, is that um, that may be the case. I right? agree. That um, I liked her. Well, I like what she said about our show. I was grateful. <laughs> no, seriously, I like what she said about our show. I was grateful to for the opportunity to join uh, WBSM and Marcus Farrow. This she just tagged. She didn't tag you in the Twitter because I I was the one that sent the tweet out. But she said I was grateful for the opportunity to join WBSM and Marcus Farrow Law to speak to voters in the region. And South, the guy who walks like a puppet. South Coast Tonight is a platform entirely focused on local needs, a language I know and love. Thank you for having me. I thought that was really nice. The, no, that is nice. Yeah. Um, but she didn't include me, so I don't care. No, I'm, I'm the one that sent the tweet out. No, but she she was she uh, said, "Why you you walk like a puppet?" That's what she said to me. No, I'm joking. I say that about myself. So, but I do walk like a puppet now. You ever see Kermit the Frog walking? That's what I look like. Uh, or Bert, Bert and Ernie when they walk. Anyway, I get to park close to the mall, so it's fine. Um, so the um, but the reality of it is, we've got some important elections. And hopefully you guys are going to turn out to vote. Um, don't make this experiment turn out bad, right? WBSM, the sponsors, they all invested in this for you people. Mm -hmm. So that we would get more candidates who can't come in the day, who can come down at night, talk to you, yeah. answer your questions as they did. And then you'll go out and vote. And you'll go out and make an informed voting decision. Yeah. And... Um Let's, uh, let's actually take a break. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Listen to us live. Hey. And welcome back to the show. Going, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm going no headphones. How am I, uh, how am I sounding? You sound good. Okay, you good. sound good. So, um, so I was just telling you that you should ask Scott Lang to come in. I will. To talk about his endorsements. That but, he's but the one thing we want to return back to with Scott Lang, not only do we want to talk about politics and his endorsements, but I wanted to read the funnies again. He needs to read the funnies. It's so I know, it, it's you know so funny the, when he reads the funnies. You know what the the problem is? Do the funnies even exist anymore? He can get them. He, he, if he can get the funnies. Scott Lang can get them. Tell him he's got to bring the funnies. They, they the funnies. So, and listen, when he starts re reading the funnies and you have to guess the... <laughs> Yeah, it cracks me up. It does. Yes, I, I will tell you the truth. When, so when I got sick, I was in the hospital. Scott um, made sure until it, till it was ridiculous um, to make sure the, new, the newspaper was there for me. He had someone from his office bring me the New York Times every day oh, no until kidding. I couldn't read anymore. Um, until I was just gone. Right, I couldn't do it. Um, but he made sure I had whatever I wanted when I was in the hospital, and I'll never forget that. Um, he was a great friend to me, and he still is. The uh, so, um, and he, he's just a funny guy. Scott yes. is a funny guy. Yeah. And he, and you know, it's 
not only is he funny, but he has the uh, the experience, the standing, what you're looking for in, in a commentary. So I'm, I'm happy that he's back to getting directly involved. Yeah, me too. I, I hadn't heard from him since the uh, the Senate race with uh, Kennedy and Markey. Right. He was very involved in that. And um, I think he had a... Look, he was not happy with Markey. He knew what Markey hadn't done when he was when he was mayor. Yeah. Right? If he, if he was ever going to learn, he learned it, right? That who was involved and who wasn't. Right? right. And Markey was an absentee senator. And uh, he was really, at first, was going to run against him. And then until Kennedy got involved, and he thought Kennedy would be a better choice. Um, I'm still shocked at that uh, election outcome. Yeah, Kennedy flubbed it, honestly. His team was all out of towners. Yep. Really, it was... Yep. I'm going to tell... Yeah, I'm not sure. I had a... There's a staffer that said to me, oh, we're going to um, uh, Acushnet Avenue. Right. I'm like, excuse me? Right, right. What? So, one of the hallmarks of the Kennedys is... I remember when Ted was running for re-election the last time. Um, he had one of the twins, Joe or his brother, running the campaign, Right. Um, in the past, when the Kennedys ran, they always had family members, right? Running the campaign, they would learn the district. They would learn the state even more, right? Bobby. Bobby ran uh, Bobby ran uh, John's presidential campaign. And, and Joe, Joe Jr., Joe the second, he ran Ted's campaigns, right? Yeah. I mean, you had that. So they had a family member who knew the state, things like that, right there on the grounds, mm-hmm. making sure they got the connections, understood who was working the hardest for the campaign, for the family. Um I was talking to one of one of the Kennedy staffers too, um, and he was woefully ignorant yeah. of who who was supporting the campaign, who had been longtime supporters of the Kennedy right. family around here, and um, I actually told the kid, "You should not." I said, "Let me help you out here, man." Yeah, right. Don't give a commentary on anybody because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. And I just, I you know, if, if Joe heard you say that, you, I think you'd be in big trouble, right? And um, that to me, I. I knew there was going to be a problem, but I didn't think he was going to lose. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBS. Trump, he is toast. And App Chatter says at 9.55 p.m. Who made an excuse for him? I didn't say anything. I don't think we talked about him, did we? Uh, well, that was directed at the Barry Richards show. Oh, oh all right. So maybe um, maybe what happened was this guy listened to Barry Richard, uh, went into a fugue state, <laughs> thought it was... <laughs> thought it was still so angry. Thought it was still between the hours of twelve fifteen and three, and so decided Marcus, to get on. His, something for uh, people to talk about, think about over the weekend is we're getting ready to go to a ballot question in both Fall River and you New Bedford. Think about over the weekend is uh, train policies. on the MBTA, right? Transit but it's weird that reform. we don't yet have a figure for what it's going to cost each municipality. When we did to Prop Two and a Half overrides to build schools, yeah. My understanding was, my recollection is, it was a while ago, but we had to have the number the financial commitment that you were making as a taxpayer. And this is going to be a significant hit to the cities in the area. I've heard a figure from someone who used to work in transportation, and I don't want to give it out because I don't know exactly what it is yet, but it's 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 high. So I've looked, I've looked, I've made some estimates, I've looked at the formula. I would say the New Bedford figure, which would be the Fall River figure too, would be somewhere around $5 million bucks a year. Okay. It would be around $5 million a year. Could be less. Could be less. Could be more. Oh, boy. But um, but I also talk to people that say that's an easy figure for the city to absorb. Well, we'll uh, I Maybe guess... Maybe not politically, though. We'll soon... Yeah, exactly. We'll soon find out. Hey, guys, we'll see you guys Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week.